What does true wellness mean to you? I'm Claudia Cometa, and that is the question I will be leading with in the Minding Wellness podcast. Each and every week, I will bring you experts who will share their personal wellness journeys and their insights into what it means to mind our wellness. Health is a state of body. Wellness is a state of being. Let's dive into improving our state of being. COVID-19 from the front lines continues today with my friend and pharmacist, Michael Ann Cooley. Michael Ann works out in the Pacific Northwest in areas that have been hit hard pretty early on in this pandemic, at least in the U.S. cases. And she shares in this episode some insights and tips for navigating and managing your medications and managing your communication with the pharmacy. So I hope that you find this valuable. And we will be with you again shortly with more from the front lines. Enjoy. All right. Today on the Minding Wellness podcast for our front lines for COVID-19, I have my good friend, Michael Ann Cooley, and I'm really excited to bring her to the podcast. I think a pharmacist perspective is extremely valuable right now in these times because medications are often life-saving and necessary, and there are a lot of questions around this topic. So I really appreciate you being here, Michael Ann. Thank you for having me, Claudia. Yeah. So yeah, I really do appreciate you coming on. And we knew each other from in the when we lived in the Pacific Northwest together. I have since moved to the East Coast, but we worked together, lived near each other, and I really appreciated her as a person and as a professional. And we've stayed in touch. And I loved the opportunity to bring her on and get her insights on this. Uh, one because it's a different location from where I am, and um, you know, kind of closer to to one of the first hubs, but um, also just because it's nice to get a set of eyes and insights in the world of pharmacy from really down in the trenches. So Michael Ann, with that, can you give us a little bit of a uh, overview of the sort of work and setting that you work in today? Yeah. Um, so currently I work at a um, community health center clinic pharmacy. So um, I've been pharmacist for 20 summers. I've worked traditionally in retail grocery store pharmacies and just recently in the last few years starting doing more clinical. So now I'm in a pharmacy that's actually in a medical clinic that has um, medical, dental, behavioral health, and um, pharmacy services. So we do both dispensing and then we do some background um, refill protocols so what that is is when if you're on a routine maintenance medication when you run out of refills um, the requests go to your doctor your provider's office and pharmacists sometimes are involved in that refill approval process as well as prior authorizations and different uh, medication therapeutic changes and stuff like that Perfect. So yeah, I know you'll have some really great insights with not only your history of of different positions, but also with where you're at now. So let's kind of just dive into first, maybe a general idea of how things have changed in the pharmacy world in your area, even, you know, beyond your clinic. What kind of changes have you seen take place in just the, the day-to-day pharmacy life? 
Um, once we had our first few cases and a little bit before that, I guess, when Seattle stuff started um, kind of blowing up down there, I guess, um, pharmacies got a little bit busier, people requesting refills early, you know, of course, nervous and not sure what to do and what was going to happen. A lot of the pharmacies got a lot busier with requests for medication, um, refills, supplies, you know, of course, masks, hand sanitizer, that kind of stuff, which, you know, we all ran out of a long time ago. The last few weeks for our pharmacy and then um, I know the retail grocery store pharmacies in town, I think all of them pretty much are now mailing pharmacies or (laughs) mailing prescriptions. Um, or delivering prescriptions, which we are doing both. We're not doing a home delivery right now, but we're delivering things out to people in their cars. But doing a lot more mailing, pharmacies that never mailed before or delivered or delivering and mailing. Um, so that's been, that's kind of been the biggest change so far is trying to figure out how to get people their medications with the least amount of contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, obviously a very different shift because we haven't, I mean, at least in our lifetime, haven't experienced that in the pharmacy world. So what is your advice? I know when this kind of all happened and it's same, you know, same thing, I guess, everywhere when it hits, you know, there's a, there's a huge initial panic and I need to hurry up and get my medications and get as many as I possibly can. What's sort of your recommendation based on what you've seen? And after that first sort of wave of panic has now passed, what is your recommendation for people maybe in areas that are just now starting to boom or even other areas that are, have already um, gotten to maybe a, a peak? What, what is your recommendation for handling and managing maintenance medications and those refills? Are you recommending that as many people as possible try to get three month supplies if they can? Are you recommending one month at a time because of low supplies? What sort of, what are you seeing on the front lines? Um, I would say uh, what they're recommending here, and I, I think pretty much everywhere, is to have a extra 30-day supply on hand is a good idea, just in case um, of you know medication shortages or not being able to leave your house. Um, check your check your maintenance medications. See what you may be running low on in the next couple weeks or so. Uh, make sure you get and have on hand at least a 30-day supply. Most insurances um, are allowing an extra 30-day supply so that you can have that on hand. We haven't had traditionally insurance. Sometimes they're they're pretty um, tight on how many days have to pass before you can refill your medications. It seems to be prescriptions have been going through a lot easier with this 30-day allowance. Um, We've had less problems refilling things, so there shouldn't be any hurdles there getting it to go through your insurance so that everyone can have an extra 30-day supply. So I would say gather all your things, make sure you have at least a 30-day supply, call into your pharmacy, um, you know, with as much ahead of time as you can. Um, because there are a little bit longer wait times at pharmacies. If there are no refills remaining, it will require that call to the doctor's office. So that can be delayed, I know, because we do refills, refill protocol as well. 
um, we had like three times as many calls as normal, three times as many requests in our queue. And so those are taking a little bit longer. So plan ahead. Um, make sure you have your, most people are allowed to have a 30-day extra supply. So um, order those and plan ahead. Give the pharmacy enough time. Yeah, those are really great points um, because I think that we often take for granted that we have an endless amount of refills and ability to fill any given bottle of medication. So it's important for people to look at their bottles because number one, the prescription may have expired and two, that either you may not have any refills even if it's not technically expired from the date that it was written. So pay attention to those things because you're going to want to give the pharmacist time to do their work in ensuring your refills can get approved. And yeah. if somebody has refills and the, the medication is refillable, but they have say, you know, uh, 10 pills left there, most states are allowing, you know, what would be considered sort of early refills um, a little bit easier. So, so you can still put that request in and the pharmacy will, um, Bill, if, if your insurance allows it. So all really important points. What yes. have you been seeing as far as stock of specific yes. medications? So in general, would you say stock has been okay? Are there certain sort of classes of medications that are getting um, to be more of an issue just because of demand? What are you kind of seeing on that front? Yeah. Um, so what we've seen is so far just a few medications. And I, I checked that out with my friends that work um, out in retail and they're seeing the same things, certain medications, albuterol inhalers, your pro-air ventolin, albuterol um, and albuterol nebulizer medications. We're also having a little bit of trouble getting in. Um, those are allocated. So we get a few every day, you know, uh, depending on um, the day we get some more one day, a little less the next. So those albuterol inhalers, some like a QVAR, Flovent, um, the steroidal anti-inflammatory um, inhalers are also becoming a little bit harder to get. As far as um, regular daily maintenance medication, we haven't seen anything out of the ordinary as far as not getting, um, you know, regular blood pressure medications, diabetes medications, anything like that. Um, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary, kind of the normal. Um, there's always something that's out of stock, um, but nothing so far. That could change at any given moment because things change every day. Um, but so far, so good except on the inhalers. Uh, what we're doing with inhalers, just kind of like grocery stores are doing with toilet paper and flour and different things is normally um, some people can get, if their insurance allows, a three-month supply. So three inhalers at a time. We have been having to limit those to one at a time, and I think a lot of pharmacies are doing that. Um, just to keep up with the supply coming in and um, just to make sure that everybody can have have those. 
Okay. So really important for people who are asthmatic and need their inhalers to pay attention to where you're at with that. And if you think you're going to be needing that to start to put that request in. So um, as the allocated shipments come in, you can get sort of in line for that. So that's really important. What? So I know that there is a lot of talk on treatment options for COVID right now and many providers and physicians around the country but also the world are utilizing hydroxychloroquine and z-packs how are the supplies on those um those i i didn't mention that in the last little bit because i figured that would come up um <laughs> those are not available right now so those we have had a hard time getting in um definitely hydroxychloroquine um we haven't been able it hasn't been available for us to order the last couple weeks um and then Zithromax, the azithromycin is somewhat available, um, but definitely less available. Uh, certain manufacturers are are out of it. Um, so that's more of an allocated item that we have been getting a little bit, but not a lot. Okay, good. So really good to know because I know that this has been a treatment that has shown success in a lot of physicians sort of treatment protocols, but it's also a problem because, you know, there's widespread need all at one time. And this, these medications are used for other purposes too. So they're not just sitting around being waiting, you know, waiting on a pandemic. So those are all things to, to keep in mind. Have you had prescriptions for hydroxychloroquine that have either been able to be filled at other pharmacies or compounding pharmacies, or has it come to a point where those who need it um, are really kind of scrambling and waiting, waiting for stock to replenish? Um, so at our pharmacy, we don't actually I don't think have anyone on it. Um, I have heard of my friends in the retail stores, they have some people that are on it and they reserve stock for those people um, that have been on it, have a need for it. It's one of their daily routine necessary medications. So, so far that has been, um, they've been able to get their medications so far. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good to know because, um, you know, there's a lot of longstanding lupus and rheumatoid arthritis patients who take that long-term and obviously we don't want to interrupt their therapy. So it's, you know, it's a tricky time because, you know, if there's a, a need for treatment and these can't be found, but then we've got people who need it long-term, it's, it's always a tricky situation. And then there can be, um, you know, prescriptions that are, are presenting themselves that may look um, not to be in the best interest of the public, you know, maybe it's large quantities trying to be stockpiled. So I know and in the front lines, it's always really hard to manage these times, this being a very unprecedented time. Let's talk a little bit about just logistically in the pharmacy. So somebody who has called on their refill and you guys are going to fill it or any, any retail pharmacy is going to fill it. What should they be doing to protect themselves and you all as pharmacy staff? So um, you mentioned that a lot of pharmacies are mailing and also doing sort of maybe kind of curbside or outside pickup. Should, are you kind of recommending people call before they just walk in to kind of call to see what their options are to avoid coming in if they can? What are you kind of explaining to people? I think it's a good idea. We've been trying to get people to make as few trips in as possible. So we're trying to make sure everyone calls in what they need all together. Um, 
calling to make sure everything's ready before they come in. Uh, make sure there's no insurance problems. Make sure everything is, you know, priced out because that's a that sometimes a surprise is the pricing. So make sure there's no surprises when they come to pick it up or when it's time for their uh, prescriptions to be mailed out. Um, we're doing a lot more phone calling, a lot more, um, you know, making sure we've got everything, not missing one medication. So I would stay in contact with the pharmacy, um, take advantage of the mail or delivery options. I know a lot of pharmacies do mail and deliver, and sometimes there's a charge for it. I think a lot of places right now are not charging for delivery or mail, um, at least for the next month or two. Um, so take advantage of, of those services and just be, be prepared and talk to your pharmacy staff. Yeah, I think really good points. And, uh, you know, the, the intention here is to limit what typically happens, which is, you know, a line inside of a pharmacy with lots of questions still unanswered. And as much of this as, as possible can be handled over the phone and yep. um, utilizing these options that are being offered by the pharmacies, mailing being one of them. And if there is an option for them to bring it out to you, um, you know, so calling in to see what your options are and avoiding standing in line, one to protect yourself from others who might be in the store, but also to protect the pharmacy staff, because as we all know, we can be asymptomatic vectors and not know in unknowingly <laughs> be, be spreading the virus. So really important points. I think that the, all of this is very valuable for people who might be coming up due for a refill and don't know how to manage it. And um, any other tips or insights for um, people that you, you know, in your own pharmacy, what you've advised or just as a general rule um, to help people navigate the pharmacy world right now? I think just be prepared, be patient. I have found actually that people are a lot more, um, they seem to be taking care of each other and being okay with things taking a little bit longer than normal and um, working together and helping each other out. And it, it, it's, it feels good in this really bad situation. Um, people are understanding we have never in our, at least our, our lifetime had, you know, we have individual areas, you know, like here in Florida, we have hurricanes and this kind of stuff happens and, but it's a very temporary and localized shift and then it quickly reverts back. But when you have sort of like this global effect of just pay, you know, more patients, more understanding, more realizing that everybody is doing their best and doing their part. Um, it is, it is, you know, uh, I guess a silver lining in the midst of a lot of chaos and, and anxiety. So thank you so much for all that you do for your patients, Michael Ann, and on the front lines and all your staff. I'm sure you're all working really hard to ensure your patients get what they need. And thanks for sharing your insights. Yeah, thank you. A huge thank you to Michael Ann for taking time out of her busy week away from work and family to share some of these insights from the trenches of pharmacy. I really appreciate that. And I apologize to our listeners for some of the 
audio glitches and slow Wi-Fi, but I am all about value and less about perfection. So sometimes these things happen, but I think that the content is valuable and I hope that you found it to be so. I will see you here again soon for more from the front lines. Take care and be safe.